This is Swiftlet, a Taylor Swift podcast with a literary twist. On today's episode, I will be taking a look at three poems Swift released during the Reputation era. As always, I am your host, Peyton Edwards. In her 2019 interview with Rolling Stone, Swift revealed that one of the ways she responded to the events of the summer of 2016 was writing. Quote, I thought about how words are my only way of making sense of the world and expressing myself, and now any words I say or write are being twisted against me. People love a hate frenzy. It's like piranhas. People had so much fun hating me, and they didn't really need very many reasons to do it. I felt like the situation was pretty hopeless. I wrote a lot of really aggressively bitter poems constantly. I wrote a lot of think pieces that I knew I'd never publish, about what it's like to feel like you're in a shame spiral." End quote. Swift did share a few select poems she wrote during that time with fans in the Reputation era. The first volume of the Reputation magazine featured the poem, Why She Disappeared, and the second one had, If You're Anything Like Me. The third poem, The Trick to Holding On, was printed in the January 2018 edition of British Vogue alongside a photo shoot. I'll dive into each of the poems in parallels to her other works. Why She Disappeared The first poem, Why She Disappeared, is probably the one that most Swift fans are familiar with. The piece served as an interlude introducing Getaway Car during her Reputation Stadium tour. When she fell, she fell apart. Cracked her bones on the pavement she once decorated as a child with sidewalk chalk. When she crashed, her clothes disintegrated and blew away with the winds that took all of her fair-weather friends. When she looked around, her skin was spattered with ink, forming the words of a thousand voices, echoes she heard even in her sleep. Whatever you say, it is not right. Whatever you do, it is not enough. Your kindness is fake. Your pain is manipulative. When she lay there on the ground, she dreamed of time machines and revenge, and a love that was really something, not just the idea of something. When she finally rose, she rose slowly, avoiding old haunts and sidestepping shiny pennies, wary of phone calls and promises, charmers dandies, and get-love-quick schemes. When she stood, she stood with a desolate knowingness, waded out into the dark, wild ocean up to her neck, bathed in her brokenness. Said a prayer of gratitude for each chink in the armor she never knew she needed. Standing broad-shouldered next to her was a love that was really something, not just the idea of something. When she turned to go home, she heard echoes of new words. May your heart remain breakable, but never by the same hand twice. And even louder, without your past, you could never have arrived so wondrously and brutally by design or some violent, exquisite happenstance. Here. Though the final line of the poem was not included in the interlude, Swift ended the show with it each night displaying the lines, quote, and in the death of her reputation, she felt truly alive, end quote, on the screens. The visual that accompanies the interlude depicts Swift in a desert, with blue, pink, and purple colored smoke streaming out in straight lines behind her, and a getaway car that she eventually gets into. 
The first half of the visuals appear to be footage playing in reverse and switch into the present moment when she sets foot into the vehicle. This ties into the visuals to the upcoming song and brings the story into focus as the visuals for Getaway Car feature various roads and landscapes to mimic a getaway drive. The poem is seven stanzas long and doesn't have a rhyme scheme, though there is a brief moment of rhyme in the piece with the words brokenness and knowingness in the fifth stanza. The piece uses the phrase, when she, as a refrain to start off each of the stanzas and depict Swift's movement throughout the piece. The verbs at the start see her recovering from a fall and being low to the ground. At the end of the piece, she's standing and walking. The mention of voices in the second stanza reminds me of something she said in an interview with BBC Radio 1's Clara Ampho in 2019. You've got a very public-facing job. You are you are this singer that everybody knows. You are somebody that is spoken about whatever, whatever your intention is. Like I, I said to my producer earlier, you could tweet the word hello, right? And the Swifties would be like, yes, queen, she said hello. But then somebody could be like... Passive-aggressive? Why is she saying hello? Petty? Why yeah. did she do that? Yeah. What's... Why is she greeting us? Yeah. Who is she greeting? Yeah. She greeted us too soon. She <laughs> greeted us too late. Yeah. She greeted us with a weird undertone. Swift's every word and action are picked apart, scrutinized, read as clues or Easter eggs, viewed as the right thing or the wrong thing, primarily by her fans and at times the media alike. The line, quote, waded out into the dark, wild ocean up to her neck, end quote, calls to mind the Cardigan music video, where she is turning about in the dark waters, struggling to keep afloat before grasping onto the life raft that appears in the form of a piano. The poem answers the question presented in the title and the break she took from the public eye in late 2016 up until Reputation's release in the fall of 2017. The second stanza reflects her quote to Rolling Stone about the public perception of her and everything she did during 2016. The poem sees her taking time and reflecting on the past, and depicts her eventual return with her becoming more guarded and stronger because of those events. If you're anything like me. Swift's second poem strikes a different tone than why she disappeared, and in my opinion is the meatiest of the three pieces in terms of parallels. If you're anything like me. If you're anything like me, you bite your nails and laugh when you're nervous. You promise people the world because that's what they want from you. You like giving them what they want. But darling, you need to stop. If you're anything like me, you knock on wood every time you make plans. You cross your fingers, hold your breath, wish on lucky numbers and eyelashes. Your superstitions with the lone survivors of the shipwreck. Rest in peace to your naive bravado. If life gets too good now, darling, it scares you. If you're anything like me, you never wanted to lock your door, your secret garden gate, or your diary drawer. Didn't want to face the you you don't know anymore, for fear she was much better before. But darling, now you have to. If you're anything like me, there's a justice system in your head, for names you'll never speak again. And you make your ruthless rulings, each new enemy turns to steel. They become the bars that confine you, in your own little golden prison cell. But darling, there is where you meet yourself. If you're anything like me, You've grown to hate your pride, to love your thighs, and no amount of friends at 25 will fill the empty seats at the lunch tables of your past, the teams that picked you last. But darling, you keep trying. If you're anything like me, you couldn't recognize the face of love until they stripped you of your shiny paint, threw your victory flag away, and you saw the ones who wanted you anyway. Darling, later on you will thank your stars for that frightful day. 
If you're anything like me, I'm sorry. But darling, it's going to be okay. The piece has eight stanzas, and similar to Why She Disappeared, makes use of a refrain throughout with the phrases If You're Anything Like Me and But Darling, which open and close each of the stanzas. It also makes use of ellipses for dramatic effect like the previous poem. There's a sporadic rhyme scheme in the piece. Stanzas three through six feature end rhymes in the lines. The lines, quote, Each new enemy turns to steel. They become the bars that confine you in your own little golden prison cell. But darling, there is where you meet yourself, end quote. Calls to mind a few different pieces from Swift. The first being the lyrics. I held that grudge till it tore me Castles Crumbling. These lyrics see Swift isolating herself through her own volition and caging herself in her regret, rather than fortifying herself against those that hurt her. The line also made me think of the lyric Gold cage hostage to my feelings. in So It Goes and the scene in the Look What You Made Me Do video, where she is imprisoned in a gold cage. Additionally, it reminded me of the Midnight's prologue where she writes, quote, we twist in our self-made cages and pray that we aren't, right this minute, about to make some fateful, life-altering mistake. This is a collection of music written in the middle of the night, a journey through terrors and sweet dreams, the floors we pace and the demons we face. For all of us that have tossed and turned and decided to keep the lanterns lit and go searching, hoping that just maybe, when the clock strikes twelve, we'll meet ourselves. End quote. All of these various examples demonstrate the idea that Swift often finds herself being stuck in a cage of her own making, though it is not always a negative thing. The poem also recalls the lines, Past me, I want to tell you not to get lost in these petty things. Your nemeses will defeat themselves before you get the chance to swing. In Long Story Short, it also reminds me of the concept of Dear Reader, and particularly the lyrics, given the usage of the word darling in the piece. These all share the connective tissue of Taylor giving advice both to herself and those listening, even as she often finds herself to be an unreliable narrator in some of the pieces. The lines, quote, Until they stripped you of your shiny paint, threw your victory flag away, and you saw the ones who wanted you anyway, end quote, reminded me of the question she poses on the chorus of Nothing New. And we still want me when I'm nothing new. The lyric on the bridge of You're On Your Own Kid. I looked around in a blood-soaked gown and I saw something they can't take away. And speaks to the idea of being on the outs in terms of public opinion that she touched on in both her 2019 Rolling Stone interview and more recently with Time. Quote, I've been raised up and down the flagpole of public opinion so many times in the last 20 years, she says as we tuck into a cozy den off the kitchen to talk and she kicks off her shoes and curls up onto the sofa. I've been given a tiara, then had it taken away, end quote. 
Though the times were rough, she came out on the other side with the knowledge that the ones closest to her were still there for her. The line, quote, your superstitions were the lone survivors of the shipwreck, end quote, brought to mind the lyrics. When I was shipwrecked, I thought of you. In Evermore, these two together present the idea that the events of 2016 reshaped her in a significant way, and she kept very few things from her past with her going forward. The Trick to Holding On The final poem is the shortest of the three, with only four stanzas. The Trick to Holding On Let go of the ones who hurt you. Let go of the ones you outgrow. Let go of the words they hurl your way as you're walking out the door. The only thing cut and dry in this hedge maze life is the fact that their words will cut, but your tears will dry. They don't tell you this when you are young. You can't hold on to everything. Can't show up for everyone. You pick your poison or your cure. Phone numbers you know by heart and the ones you don't answer anymore. Hold on to the faint recognition in the eye of a stranger as it catches you in its lustrous net. How quickly we become intertwined. How wonderful it is to forget. All the times your intuition failed you, but it hasn't killed you yet. Hold on to childlike whims and moonlight swims in your blazing self-respect. And if you drive the roads of this town, ones you've gone down so many times before, flash back to all the times life nearly ran you off the road. But tonight your hand is steady. Suddenly you'll know. The trick to holding on was all that letting go. The piece like, if you're anything like me, also features an inconsistent rhyme scheme. The second and third stanzas feature end rhyme, with the third also having a bit of internal rhyme to it with the words whims and swims. Swift tends to use internal rhyme in her songs, so this being the only one of the three to feature it is interesting to note. It also employs the use of refrain to open up the first and third stanzas. The poem also references phones like Why She Disappeared, once again reiterating the impact that the events of 2016 had on her. The line, quote, flashback to all the times life nearly ran you off the road, end quote, reminds me of the lyrics, pulled the car off the road to the lookout, could have followed my fears all the way down, in This Is Me Trying. In the last stanza, Swift spins the idea of holding on, with the final line revealing that, in order to feel free, she let go of the things in her life and past that caused her pain in order to benefit her future. Much like If You're Anything Like Me, the audience gets a sense that Swift is speaking both to herself and those listening. The poems Why She Disappeared, If You're Anything Like Me, and The Trick to Holding On I'll see Swift reflecting on her past in the aftermath of the events of 2016 and see her re-evaluating herself and relationships to others. The three focus on Swift detailing dark moments in her life that end on a hopeful note. I will be curious to see if Reputation Taylor's version features poetry or pieces written by her at that time in some way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Swift Lit. This episode was written and edited by me, Peyton Edwards. I hope you enjoyed listening, and if you did, please rate, review, and share this podcast. You know, all of that good stuff. You can connect with me on Instagram and the site formerly known as Twitter at Swiftlet Podcast. I'll see you for next week's episode.